feels as if something creeps up behind your neck. All my muscles tense up and it often feels impossible to move because I just can't think. Although I want to run away, I can't because my brain is full of clouds. I get dizzy and this strange feeling of heat and sweatiness. Sometimes my throat feels sore and I just don't know what will happen. One, two, three, four. Hi. Okay, that was me trying to describe my perception of fear or anxiety, which I think is very hard to distinguish the two, so I will probably mix them up. First of all, the internet says... Fear is an emotional reaction to a specific real danger, while anxiety is an excessive and unfocused fear that may be triggered by a variety of stimuli. Anxiety caused by stress may persist long after the trigger is removed or rise with no trigger at all. And having said this, I think I am more talking about anxiety really than fear, but that doesn't matter because I don't think anyone in daily life really distinguishes between the two of those, which might be useful, but anyway, it's not the case. So we all know fear. I think we have, yeah, we have experienced it a million times. Yet, personally, I have never really explicitly thought about it, which is not a problem, but I do think if you have fears, then it's actually useful to think about them because it's easier to live with fears if you know what they are, if you know your enemy, right? Because <laughs> for me, at least in the last year, I took a great interest in fear. Not, well, maybe in a positive way because in my opinion, it's one of the most unpleasant feelings. And I think it's because It is really, it's so hard to define and so hard to grasp and therefore it's so hard to control or even manage. So right now I find myself thinking about fear quite a lot and that is because in the last year I have developed a lot of very weird fears or fears that I haven't known before. Almost all of them are quite irrational and that was very new to me because I I don't know that brings me to the first interesting point because as far as I can remember my perception of fear was always my yeah that you are kind of born with certain fears they are just part of your personality that sounds weird but if you think about it there are like typical fears for example um As a child, I had a, you might call it, traumatic experience with a spider. And from then on, spiders were really just the worst enemy to me. And I do think a lot of people have that issue. But just like some people are afraid of spiders, others are afraid of heights, darkness, water, thunderstorms, whatever. And I, th I thought that there are just a couple of general fears that everyone has and that just how it works 
and I never thought about the fact that those fears might change or even more interestingly that people can also develop fears as well and they might not go away so you're not born with one fear that, <laughs> that just doesn't make sense if I think about it now but that's the way I thought and actually then it gets much harder to accept fears that you might develop because you just can't understand why they come and that I'm going to talk about that because I'm I I find it really interesting to think about why how fears develop and this realization that you can develop fears and it later in your life I only had this realization now just I don't know a few weeks ago when a relative also known as mother told me um, that she suddenly developed a fear of heights in her 40s and to me this fear of hers was always part of her personality like I knew that she was afraid of heights the same way I knew that my sister was afraid of spiders so everyone just had that fear and you know okay that's just that's just what they are but then that really changed my perspective because nowadays also most of most conversations with my mom also consist of me talking about my irrational fears and yeah that's an interesting turn in life because as a child I don't know yeah you think about one fear you have what are you afraid of and then as you grow older there are so many more fears because then you realize life is just scary as hell. No, but I do. Yeah, when you think more, you get more fears. And especially irrational fears. Because, oh, yeah, anyway, thinking is just oftentimes irrational. Mm. But getting back to the general fears... Um, these general fears, big fears, I would call them, like spiders, lions, blah, 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 um, I th no, are shared by many people and are often also an easy conversation topic. But then I do think they only scratch the surface. And as we grow older, as I said, we experience a lot of fears that might really not be that easy to describe as, say, fearing a spider, because they are not necessarily bound to animals or objects or circumstances and mostly I realized that the deepest fears are the ones connected to a feeling because feelings are so hard to describe that it scares you when you can't put it into words what it is and I also noticed that eventually people what well, a common thing people would bring up is the fear of loneliness but that's really the deepest it will go in conversations and we don't really often talk about fears at least in my experience and not in a daily conversation if if it's not with a therapist so um i i advocate that it might be useful to do that and let's see what i come up with Okay, so I came up with a plan. First, what even are fears? 
So I did research, as I said, and according to the Cambridge Dictionary, fear is an unpleasant emotion or thought that you have when you are frightened or worried by something dangerous, painful or bad that is happening or might happen. And to me, there are already a lot of interesting things to think about there here. Um, something that is something that is happening or might be happening. So it's either something real or imagined. Um, and when I try to organize fear, it turns out that there are so many distinctions to be made because it, that brings me to the second point of the plan. Um, trying to categorize fear to deal with it better because I initially thought that to me there are two categories of fears and I would call them situational and general fears or another division that is important is the one what was also kind of touched upon by that definition um, one material and imagined fear and in this respect I would say that public speaking would be an imagined fear um, as well as a situational fear whereas snakes would represent rather a material fear and kind of a general fear but it, I don't know then I thought okay but if you think about it isn't fear always imagined of course a snake might be dangerous but it is not inherently the representation of fear right and not every snake is poisonous and not everyone fears snakes so it's really the reaction to things that brings up the fear and i would say we fear something because our brain is already imagining the consequences that are bad for us not the thing itself but what it brings with it and that's that's why i think there are so many irrational fears mm. but i will come to that later so as i mentioned a lot of times i did research and i've also found out um that the, the science or whatever people in general uh, smart people um not only make a distinction between rational primal and irrational fears but also then between innate and learned fears so an innate fear can be expressed in response to environmental stimuli innate fears would be something um that we have ingrained in our maybe genes even that we have to be scared of tigers because they will eat us um, but fear can also be learned through direct experience with a threat that's why we might be afraid of spiders because maybe it bit us and we almost died but it can also be learned via social means like verbal warnings or observing others and i think that's where also a lot of irrational fear comes from because then you see someone acting weird because they are afraid of flies and you are not afraid of flies but because they are you think you have to be so it's like almost this pressure but you learn weird things from people um so i would say that irrational fear no of course irrational fears are learned and not innate because then they would be rational mm. so now to the three parts the three um, different fears the primal fear is defined as an innate fear that is yeah programmed into our brains like 
Arachnophobia, Fear of Spiders, or Ophidiophobia, the Fear of Snakes. Okay, well, yeah, they are natural. Okay, I said maybe some aren't afraid of snakes or spiders because, yeah, they are not always dangerous. But, okay, in back in the time you had to assume that animals were generally um, poisonous or whatever, dangerous. Um, and, of course, when you're afraid of snakes, you were less likely to be bitten by one. And therefore, humans with a healthy fear have, of course, a higher survival rate. And... The next one, the rational fears occur when there's a real threat, not a natural threat like a spider or a dangerous animal, but someone, for example, holding a knife at you and then you, yes, you're scared for life because they might stab you and that's true, it's rational. And also fear of death is very rational because you will die. Um, but also... It, it would be rational to fear that you might lose your phone or that it might be stolen when you place it on a crowded marketplace because that is very that is very probable that it will be stolen. Um, thus, I, I mean, you see, fear is initially helpful to warn us of things like animals or life-threatening situations, but then the brain really confuses things at times and i that's the thing why why do we suddenly perceive social gatherings as something to be life threatening and here we come to the irrational fears because these are the ones that they just don't make logical sense and and they even vary so greatly from person to person that it just there's no way of making sense of those um And the, yeah, you you know it yourself. You, you might know your fears are rational. I know that spiders are not dangerous, at least here. But one half of my brain is so scared. And on the other hand, I don't understand why. Um, so the third part of this episode, of this discussion, will be the irrational fears. Because it's so impressive to me. Why? How do we develop? especially irrational fears mm. and I think oh well I also um, looked it up but I think there's no real explanation how or why but I I think it's interesting to know also to understand for yourself that mm, we sometimes or our brains sometimes misinterpret bodily sensations so for example I don't know something hurts Or you have a strange feeling in your gut. Or maybe for some some reason your heart rate is going up. And because of that, um, I believe that like there's some kind of a short circuit reaction in the brain. So that suddenly it switches into fear mode. So there is no danger. But when you have a high heart rate, you might then ask, oh my God, why, why is my heart beating so fast? And then it's like... <gasps> must be something I must be afraid of or something and then it comes yeah I don't know um and then there is no danger but signals have been misinterpreted so I do think that sometimes it might be as simple as that um for example during a panic attack okay I'm not downplaying panic attacks but 
I'm just saying there's often no real danger and not always sometimes it might be actually dangerous but um yeah it's mostly because of some irrational thoughts or not even thoughts but it seems to come out of nowhere and it mostly consists of bodily reactions that kind of simulate a fear response and in turn the brain freaks out because you don't know where it comes from and that it's yeah it's even more scary mm. and the irrational and excessive fear is usually a maladaptive response that can then result in specific phobias and or anxiety disorders and I have a quote that says, for fear to escalate to irrational levels, a combination of genetic and environmental factors is very likely at play. So that means, okay, we don't know where, why it comes to that, but maybe maybe your family has always been scared of, yeah, of, um, of ants. I don't know why, but they might have been because some family member had a traumatic experience and gave it to all the others. I don't know. Um, so someone may develop a phobia after a very frightening event. And especially if you feel out of control because you always connect that object or that animal or that situation with feeling out of control. Um, and yeah, generally it is extremely hard to find out where irrational fears originate. But now what I do think is positive is that they can be managed, for example, through exposure and confrontation. Um, for example, I really had, I was so afraid of spiders. And I sometimes even, I couldn't move when I saw a spider, even a small one. But then I went to a country far away, which had big, big, big spiders in the bathroom. And I was alone, so I had to somehow manage the situation. And it happened multiple times. So now, I'm, it was horrible. It was. But now, when I see a little spider, it doesn't, it doesn't scare me because I learned that they never really hurt me. So um, when you, I mean, yeah, when you face a fear over and over again, it can go away, I mean, at least irrational fears. So, for, yeah, for example, spiders in Germany that are not dangerous, that fear can go away. Or if you have a fear of closing the toilet door because it might not open again and you will be stuck in the toilet for years. If you do it all the time and it doesn't happen again, you will kind of lose that fear. Um Okay, in turn, you should not lose your fear of tigers, so don't, don't, no, 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 <laughs> don't do exposure therapy to tigers. Um, but sometimes it is very easy, for example, if it's a fear of, oh, what a fear, um, a fear of putting on closed shoes because you're afraid that your feet can't breathe. When it's that fear, you can you can manage it alone but sometimes you do need help from outside when the fear seems too big to handle and i know that especially with irrational fears i know that they're irrational but they feel so real that i just 
I don't know. Yeah, but but I think it's still very encouraging that we can all step by step approach the little and not so little fears that make life harder and we can slowly get rid of them. And I'm very convinced that once you accept a fear you have, especially now I'm not talking about spiders because that's but if you have a fear of um meetings of speaking in public of meeting new people or um being being alone um once you accept that you have the chance to be kinder with yourself i feel like but then you can also learn how to live with it because it won't just go away in a second it really it takes a lot of time and also it's not it's a lot easier said than done because it might take years for you to accept something mm. but once you're there you realize that it's it was worth it i think and mm, the last thing that i want to mention is that i think or no i like to believe that getting to know your own fears and generally getting to know yourself. But now I'm talking about fears can make you also much more sensitive to other people's fears. Because of course you might not understand or you probably don't understand why someone is afraid of, say, supermarkets because there's no... Why would they? But they in turn might not get why you hate the ocean so much. So like everything, fear is so highly subjective and when i understood that it was a much easier to be more gentle with myself and not that angry about something i fear because i can't i sometimes i just can't control it what i'm afraid of and what not but i can control how to live with it kind of and b it also helped me to understand other people better i mean of course i'm still working on that but I think it's really calming that once you can discover that you don't need to understand the reason for how people react, it's often much, much easier to accept because they might not even know. And when you know that you also have irrational fears, it's okay for them to have them too. So um, it's okay to have irrational fears. Everyone has them maybe. Maybe not. If you don't, that's great. If you do, there's a way to get rid of them. And it's interesting to think about. Because in, like, just imagine how your brain makes up a totally irrational fear. And it can cause such a distress. Just because something stupid happened. And it's, it's amazing. Maybe in a negative way, but still, it's, you have to say it's, it's impressive. Mm. So, to close this amazing episode, um, I want to say that I want to foreshadow something because we all know I talked about, yeah, okay, I talked about irrational fears mostly and objects like spiders and situational fears, but the other very important, very big fear very big category of fear is the fear of the unknown and i do think maybe my theory is that every fear is in the core of fear of the unknown because 
we are okay. So basically, when we are afraid of afraid of lions, they because they might kill us. That's maybe controversial, my opinion, but I am very convinced that um, we are scared of dying. But why are we scared of dying? Because we don't know what dying is. We are afraid of the unknown. So here, that's my statement for the day. Mm. And that's true. <laughs> no, it's true for me because I have my own reality and I can think whatever I like. No, but I, I do think that's an interesting thought. Um, and I think I do want to make an episode about that because that's it's so, so, so much to say about that. Um, and it's very interesting. So um, thank you three people for your patience i hope that was interesting if you have any questions please raise your hand thank you for your attention and i will see you no you will not see me and i will not see you i will ramble another time bye